Hi, I'm Tony Kramer, your host of the Agriculture Technology Podcast, and I'm sitting down with agriculture technology and equipment experts to help you enhance your operation for today, tomorrow, and into the future. In this episode, I talk with Jared Roloffs about the new John Deere G5 family of displays. With that, let's jump into this episode. As I said, I am sitting here in the field. We are out at RDO's Technology Field Days. Uh, Got the opportunity to jump into this John Deere Gator with uh, Jared Roloffs. We're going to talk a little bit about the new G5 family of displays, some of the compatibility, kind of where displays have come from, where they've gotten to today. Before we dive into that, Jared, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, where you came from, and how you got to where you are today? Well, thanks for having me on here, Tony. I, I can say long-time listener, first-time caller. That's <laughs> I, I can say that on these? Yes. Okay. Um, no, I guess um, born and raised here in the Red River Valley. I got my start in ag equipment pretty young. My family owned and operated um, farm equipment dealership three of them at one point but um so that kind of started my passion for egg equipment both working with it operating it just kind of always been there from a young age um and has led me to this role i currently hold now and uh just happy to work with it every day and help provide solutions for growers yeah, absolutely. It's uh, great to have you on board with RDO Equipment. You've got a, a long agriculture background and in a few different uh, avenues of it, of this industry. Now, before we dive into the display talk, I want to talk a little bit about this gator that we're sitting in. So one of the new, I believe it's a 835R gator um, set up with the John Deere Signature Cab. Uh, we are enjoying the nice air conditioning and a uh, nice quiet cab, but tell us a little bit about the, the significance of this gator and how this gator could potentially benefit a customer uh, out there utilizing these technologies. Yeah, so this uh, this one in particular is AutoTrack and GreenStar ready. So that is a factory option now. You can can order that with, with your gator. Um, the auto track ready is only available as a factory option however so there there's not a retrofit or a field install kit available currently um, but essentially just allows you to have that auto track and you know documentation um, big big driver is you know giving you the capabilities to have you know accurate and accurate guidance lines and generate accurate boundaries with the importance of those moving forward um, the the other thing that this one does have is a jd link modem that is another option as well, so that you do still get your wireless data transfer capabilities similar to your some of your other egg equipment. Yeah, so definitely a lot of big benefit. We've talked before about the importance of boundaries and utilizing them moving forward with autonomy and some of our, our current autonomous solutions. So having this gator, having these precision egg capabilities just plug and play. It's very simple. There's no uh, no uh, uh, aftermarket or, or dealer install. It's kind of you get the, the harnesses you need. We've got that Starfire 7000 up top and we've got this G5 Plus display uh, right here in between us. So great benefit to utilizing uh, these gators now with the Precision Egg kind of ready kit or the Precision Egg integration. 
Moving forward, let's talk a little bit uh, before we dive into the G5s. Let's talk just a little bit about the history of the Green Star display. You know, where we came from back in the late 90s, early 2000s, and how we got to where we are today. Yeah, no, it, uh, most guys, if they've been around the green equipment for a while, are pretty familiar with the brown box. That was like the OG started it all. It's been around since the Grand Canyon was just a ditch, Tony. So <laughs> it's uh, been a while, uh, 97 actually. So, but that was, that started all pretty simple, basic. You know, it was a non color um, display, uh, no internal memory, you know, activations and whatnot were sold on a key card. Um, and so, like a, I don't know, five and a half inch display or something, pretty, pretty small, but um, still. Although they are sundown, we still have a lot of guys using them. And, and I mean, if you're just straight tracking, it it works. I mean, and, and you know, nothing too too in depth as far as you're not running adaptive curves or things like that or but what. But anyways, they're still around. That kicked it all off and kind of moved into that 2600 or GS2 display. Um, that was kind of I believe 2006 era, and that was our first uh, color. And well, it was our first touchscreen, I should say. The 1800 was color as well i suppose but 10.4 inch screen that was on compact flash discs so not usbs um that was an iso bus and display but we did not have our wireless data capabilities out of that so um cannot run an ethernet cable into that one to to if you do throw a modem in a in an older machine it, in and you're running a 2600 we can do that documentation we just are transferring all that manually is not that difficult to do um moving on from that we jump into that you know gs3 that 2630 that was in that i believe 2010 time frame um color as well 10.4 that one had like 800 megabytes of internal memory i believe and uh that was a usb data port and that then we had uh wireless data transfer capabilities with that if you were using a jd link modem and so you know you can rda into that as well iso bus compatible and three video inputs were kind of the the big drivers there we did start to move into some of that you know precision activations and products that could be run with that you know where you could run your iGuide and iTech pro surface water pro plus things like that your section control um, row sense all those fun things in addition to auto tracking so that was kind of and there's still a lot of them around i mean and that's that one is not sundown by deer the 2600 as of last fall was um just kind of a call out there but um then we moved into the gen 4 platform in 2014 um similar size more internal storage 32 gig out of that one 10.4 inch color touchscreen us data as well us usb sorry correct myself there usb data port um rda and wireless data compatible as well with that modem um, ISO bus and then that there we kind of started introducing the apps um, as far as like tractor apps planner apps things like that it was more a little more intuitive from a uh, from a user standpoint you know similar to a your tablets that you'd have around the house or things like that um, and that's when we really jumped into this automation 4.0 you know activation or um, subscription kind of depending um, and you know that's where we kind of get into the ATTA, your auto track implement guidance, machine sync, um, you know, our, our data sync or, you know, infield data sharing and, and some of that more um, precision 
uh, product offerings. Yeah, absolutely. And now here we are today, we are talking about the G5 family of displays, the latest software, latest display, not software, but the, well, I guess the software comes with the display too, but uh, the latest family of displays that John Deere has introduced. So let's, uh, let's just start out kind of brief coverings of, you know, what, what displays sizes, what makes the G5 display different than uh, the Gen 4 4600s, 4640s that we've been used to in recent years? So one one big thing you'll notice right away is just the the how slim um, this new display is. It, it is not as big and boxy as some of its predecessors. Um, so you'll notice that it does have a much higher resolution display. It's 1080p HD, so it's you know pretty clear, pretty crisp. It it looks the same as far as user user interface as the Gen 4. So if you were used to that platform and used to that layout, as far as you know your menu and apps and things like that, it is it it looks identical in that aspect. Um, it is larger. Well, can be larger. That we have. I guess I should back up. We have a G5. We have the G5 Plus, um, and then we also have the G5e as well, um, which that one in particular is replacing the Bailtrack um, Baylor monitor. So that's what that one is doing. Just kind of got released here with the new one series round balers. So that's kind of exciting there. Kind of that Bailtrack monitor we ran for for a while, and and now you know the big thing with those those large round balers now is we're we're documenting and we have that capability. So, um, but the, the G5, I should say, is, is 10, 10.1 inches. Um, that G5 Plus would be a 12.8 inch screen. So we're like 35% larger, so more real estate, just larger screen, able to, you know, with your layout manager, kind of configure those run pages the way you want them, see what you need to. Um, and, you know, those, there is the G5 and G5 Plus in the universal options as well so um, if it's not a, a integrated or a command center model that would be you know in your armrest of your machine or of a new machine you can still get that as a universal option as well so and and the g5s do have the capability for a extended monitor as well like you may have been used to or may have used with a gen 4 platform yeah, so there's a, a few different options, not just that G5 Plus, that 12-inch display you're talking, or roughly 12 inches, but there's also the just the standard G5, and each one kind of comes with its uh, its benefits. What are some of the differences between that G5 and that G5 Plus when we talk kind of base model uh, options? So one of the big ones is with the Plus, whether it's a command center or a universal, um, we did move section control back into a base option. So um, with that G or Gen 4 platform, uh, section control moved into the premium 3.0 um, and then automation you know, was included in automation 4.0. But so that was a, you know, it was bundled. Um, Deer kind of pulled that back out and in the plus platform and that, that does come in base in the G5 non plus um, that would be a that would be an option. So you can add that, you know, permanent license um, after the fact with that. Um, otherwise, a lot of the capabilities are pretty similar um, other than just some of the base offerings. Um, and then obviously display 
your overall screen size is, is another big one there. Right. Now, of course, the next question we're going to get asked is how different is this from Gen 4? Do we have a whole new layout like that jump from GS3 or the 2630s to the Gen 4? We know there were a lot of big changes in the user interface. What does that look like for the G5 family of displays? It, it is it is identical looking to that to that Gen 4 platform. I mean, your your main homepage, you still have your shortcut you know buttons on the bottom that you can reconfigure you still have your your menu machine settings applications and system you know very well not very similar it's the same um so as far as it's not a whole new system you're having to learn it'd be very very similar to that gs2 to gs3 move that that guys had you know they were very similar that way it's just it's what it comes down to is it's a 35 and in the plus side it's a 35 percent larger screen some more real estate three times faster processing power so that's a big one and then just the 1080 phd you know display higher resolution it's very very clear and crisp to look at yeah absolutely that's the one thing that is definitely catching my eye right now as we look at the display here in this gator is it is crystal clear it is like a, a television a, a late model television that you'd have in your home where a lot of these traditionally a lot of these agriculture displays or, or precision ag displays they were a little pixelated they weren't uh, quite a crystal clear picture but man this g5 plus display this has a clear picture um, it looks like a, a current uh uh, computer monitor or TV that you would have in your home today. So very exciting, uh, very easy to see, very easy to read. So, and you also mentioned, so I, we talk about the user interface. This is just like that GS2 to GS3 leap going from the 2600 to the 2630. Same user interface, the display, the hardware, some of the internal components are different, but the, the user interface, the layout is all the same. Moving on to the next piece, of course, uh, the, the second question we're going to get is what can I put this display in? So let's talk compatibility here, Jared. Where, How far back can we go in equipment? Is there certain equipment that we can be in? Is there certain equipment that it's not going to be capable in? Let's talk compatibility. Yeah, so it's not to sound like a broken record, but it is, is very similar to that Gen 4 um, compatibility. So if you had had implements that you were running or machines, I should say that you were running that that universal Gen 4, so that 4640, um, if you were running that in something that this this universal G5 or G5 plus um, should should mate up very very similar to that. Um, I mean, we're going back into I think all the way back into like 8000 series tractor, if I'm not mistaken. Um, like 250 series combines, um, 30 series or 20 series sprayers, I believe, back in you know that 04 time frame. Um, so, and if there's if there's more in-depth questions on exactly what model you have, you know, get with your local dealer. Come come talk to your account manager, your product specialist. Um, we can we can really dive into those compatibility guides and just make sure that that is that is something that we can make work for you. Yeah, absolutely. And that brings me right uh, right to my next question. You know, Jared, if somebody wants to learn more, um, who can they go or where can they go? Not who can they go? Where can they go? Who can they talk to to learn some of the specifics about their machine, some of the, uh, the licenses, the permanent or the renewable licenses and the differences there? Where do they go or how do they find out about this stuff? Yeah, so I, being a product specialist, 
come and talk to us. I mean, we, that's what we're here for. Answer those questions, walk you through that. Obviously, um, work with your account manager as well, or talk to your local dealer um, to, to get in touch with those people. Um, if you're a little more remote and, and are afraid of going into the dealership, um, the sales manual, John Deere sales manual has a lot of good guides and compatibility charts, things like that. They do, Deere does also do a pretty pretty good YouTube channel um, with some of these, some of this information. I think they do have a pretty decent video out there on the G5 family of displays. Um, we do have our Precision Egg Answers YouTube channel for RDO as well. That's a good one. And, you know, this podcast, we can hopefully shed some light on some some of the questions anyways there we go yes absolutely go back and listen to other questions uh, or other episodes uh hopefully we can get some of those questions answered for you now before i let you go jared here i want to play with this g5 display a little bit so of course we're sitting in the cab of this gator we had talked about at the beginning of the episode uh the importance of boundaries things like that why don't we go through and yes i know this is a podcast this is audio not visual but uh, we do also post this on youtube so why don't we go through just walk through real briefly the basic steps that we need to take in order to record a boundary with one of these gators sure um so i guess components that'll be needed you will need your display you will need your receiver so those are the big ones obviously we're in this one with with the auto track capability if i mean if if a guy has a either non-deer side-by-side or a older model that they're wanting to really get out and do those accurate boundaries with we can still um, get you set up at doing that we just won't be auto tracking you know you can hand steer it and use your light bar and things like that um, but yeah so I guess base base components that's what we need this one I guess we do have that modem as well so we're sending it wirelessly back to back to our op center so that is that is a, a pretty nice feature to have in this as well um, but so those those are what the bare minimum we need we need that receiver and that in that display and proper harnessing um, but uh, I guess to, to come in here um, working on this one or on very similar layout on your Gen 4, um, if you go into the lower right-hand corner, you got your menu icon there, um, and then we'd go down to our applications, and then we'd jump to the tile that says Field and Boundaries. And so in there, if we don't have a boundary yet, we can go, there's big yellow plus there for Create Boundaries, and so we can do that off existing existing coverage map or we can we're today we're going to drive our standard boundary um, and so select that move forward um, and pull up a window here where you can either enter your offsets so we have a three foot offset to the left right now just to bring it over to the driver's side um, and then essentially we're just gonna start recording and so from that we can uh, put our machine in gear here and drive drive the boundary um, on whatever we're wanting. One recommendation I may have, might get a little noisy in here. Um, I would, with that offset, I'd like to set it to the driver's side. We have some guys even that'll, uh, you know, hang a hang an indicator, you know, whether it's a, a rope or a, a, you know, something off the side so you can maybe stay a little off of something as you're driving that boundary, but to really just get an accurate boundary there. And so as you can see on the, on the display here, it's gonna show your kind of pink or magenta line there in, in whatever manner you're driving. And just run a quick loop here. Got the red recording light there. If we if we gotta pause and go around something, there is that button. So you can 
hit pause, you know, drive around that ditch or log or, or you could map out your ditches as well. That is a very helpful thing to do. Um, then if you hit resume, it'll just snap to where you are then at as well. Um, whenever you're done, we can just end this here. Just stop and hit save. So pretty, pretty straightforward, pretty, uh, pretty easy to do. Yeah, absolutely. That uh, I think even I could record one of those boundaries. So uh, not a hard process and to utilize tools like this Gator, um, whether it's a G5 display, a 4640, um, this user interface, it's, it seems really simple and the benefits that you can gain from having those good, clear, uh, precise driven boundaries is, is going to carry on through your operation. So uh, yeah, you said it, it doesn't have to be one of these brand new uh, um, R-series gators with the air conditioning in the cab, but man, I, I would highly recommend it. I am very comfortable in here right now. So yeah, it, it is uh, nice. Cuts yeah. back on the dust too. Having yes. the windows closed and AC rolling, it's pretty pretty nice in here. Absolutely. So yeah, e very easy walk, walk through, very nice features on this new G5 Plus display and the whole G5 family of displays. So uh, great walkthrough, great information. Jared, I just wanna thank you for taking the time out here at uh, our RDO Technology Field Days to jump in this Gator, drive around a little bit and uh, tell our listeners a little more about the G5 family of displays. So thanks again for doing this. Thanks for having me, appreciate it. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. You can subscribe to the show on the many different podcasting apps that we're streaming this out to. It's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, as well as many others. While you're out there, drop us a review. We'd love to hear what you think about the show. And finally, make sure to follow RDO Equipment Company on Facebook, Instagram, and X, or formerly known as Twitter, and catch all of our latest videos on YouTube. You can also follow me on X, again, formerly known as Twitter, at RDO Tony K.